Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, welcome to the Box Set Pod. My name is Howell. This is Jamie. Yeah. And who's that? Ho, ho, ho. This is Father... Christmas! Wishing all the Boxer Pod listeners a happy Christmas! Oh, and here's Rudolph to say hello! Oh. Hi, this is Rudolph. Hi. Rudolph! Lovely one. You've got some shit hanging out of your arse. Learn to clean yourself properly, man. I'm a reindeer. Yes, but you can still, you know, grooming is a. it was part of survival. And we were 870 houses a second we have to deliver to, and all of them are looking at your mucky arse. Interesting fact about reindeer, mm. actually. Uh, mm. They're actually colourblind. Oh, so um, Rudolph's red nose would have made little difference to the other reindeers. They wouldn't have cared. Um, they would have given a shit. Do you know my... Uh, do you know rabbits? They... Um, if they go blind in old age... As long as you don't like move your furniture around, they'll be absolutely fine. Because rabbits map out where things are in the living wow. room. They have like a digit, like a matrix in their mind of where everything is. Which is why when someone new comes in, or, or like when you put a new table in there or something, they like know immediately and they're checking it out. And it's like, oh my yeah. god, our our terrain has been damaged. Um, Still, it sounds impressive, but then they they go blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the problem, though. I mean, you wouldn't have to do any of that stuff if they true. Didn't keep their eyesight. Yeah, but but you know, maybe that's where the carrot thing comes from because they are they've got you know this uh, see in the dark kind of thing. Well, actually, no, they've just mapped it out. They just they'd make uh, excellent orienteers. Welcome to the box set pod where we talk about television, um, and tonight is no different it's the last one before christmas which is why we just interviewed father christmas and rudolph other than that there's nothing else christmasy to talk about really um so we're going to be talking about well uh, three or four different things one is a new thing with jim carrey in it one is the last kingdom one is norseman and the other thing is marvelous mrs Maisel marvelous season mrs mazel season two there we go. Um, so, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two, the first season I loved. Um, the second season now landed. After the first season, won countless awards, Golden Globes and Emmys. Um, they did and, and well deserved, I think. Um, Jamie, have you started watching season two? Then I have. I'm um, I'm, very, I'm deep in there now. Good five episodes in. Is it? Uh, isn't it great? It is. It's, it feels like the episodes are longer, doesn't it? Are they ah, doing do you like? Think? I feel like they've increased the minutage, but I think I always thought they were half-hour episodes. But maybe I'm just um, getting it wrong in my head. But it's been great. That hasn't been an issue, by the way. I've, I've enjoyed the longer episodes if they are longer. I think it's been fantastic this yeah. series. Yeah. I have to say, I mean, I love um, 
the, the actress who plays Mrs. Maisel, she is brilliant. Yes. Uh, I think it's Rachel. No, her name's Rachel uh, in House of Cards. Is, yeah, her name is Rachel in that. She got <laughs> murdered. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Rachel Bros- Brosnahan. Brosnahan. Yeah. But Alex Borstein, Brosnahan, yeah, but Alex Borstein, who plays the character of um, a, a sort of manager. No, uh, flipping heck, we're so useless at this. Um, I know. Oh, yeah, we all know names. who she is. Her Mi- manager. Mitzi. 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 Is it Mitzi? Maybe. I feel like it's Mitzi. Uh, it is, is Millie. Da- no, it's not Millie. Or is that a daughter? It's... No, I don't. Oh, hold on. Look, I've got it. It's anyone Susie. Who... It's Susie. Susie. Right, Susie. And also, did you know that the actress who plays her, Alex Bossett, also is the voice of Lewis, Lewis Griffin on The Family Guy? Lois. Lois. Lois <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, one of the top 50 seconds you've ever done in your life. The point is, she's a brilliant actress. And she. She's what? What? Nothing. I think there's a slight delay because your crappy country internet is um, going wrong. But it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, she's brilliant. That's the point. They're all brilliant. And at the end of Series 1, I thought, how are they going to do Series 2? Because you've got someone who's sort of, uh, you know, decided she's going to be a stand-up comic. And it's like, yes, she's there. And then I thought, but what, what obstacle can they now put in that's different? from series one and what they've done is with all the characters they've talked about money and they've gone everybody's got no money or everyone's having to make sacrifices for money so even the parents and the whole paris plot is about what you have to sacrifice in order to survive you can't just go and knob around paris for the rest of your life you know um and m- meanwhile, ironically, the makers of the show are spending a fortune. Not only are they like doing oh. great sets of 1950s New York, they're now doing 1950s Paris as well. Yeah. Uh, I, d- indulging, does, aren't they? It's brilliant. Oh, it's superb. And I think the stand-up scenes are so, are so good as well, so brilliantly done. Have you seen the episode where a father... <gasps> no. ...in the audience? No. Right, okay. I won't say any more, but... Oh, I can't wait. Such a brilliant scene. It's so well done. And I, lo- I love I love the stand-up scenes. They're always doing really well. When she's slagging off all those different stand-ups, you know, that's also part of this series, is how does a female comic in, in the 1950s build a career? And the obstacles standing in the way are so huge. Like, the idea that she's a stand-up is so alien to some of these managers and these nightclub owners that her experiences are really interesting in that respect as well. Mm. But her admitting to a family that gradually that she is a comedian, that's really enjoyable as well. Well, and yeah. They're such good characters, all of them. They're really good actors, obviously, all of them. But they're getting, they're more, they're getting more and more intriguing. Mm. They're getting more and more interesting. And I'm, I've, you know, I don't know if you've got to it yet, Howell, but there's an, a person from else. Chuck. Uh, a person from oh, Chuck. What? No. Uh, Who? Turns up in the show. Not Ivan Strahovski. I want that. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Chuck turns up in the show. Whoa! Yeah. That's great. Uh, who is... Um, it's good to see him getting some good gigs for once, isn't it? Zachary Levi, who is also playing the new superhero for Disney. Not Disney, the other ones. Uh, what, what is it he's doing? He's the, the Flash or something. Oh, is he? I don't know. I've not yeah. uh, been watching his career. Big superhero that's also being released up against Disney doing a similar thing, so he might probably lose. But it's very funny. Him and Ryan Reynolds have some really funny uh, bants on Instagram. So 
uh, Zachary Levi instead a... Oh, he's playing Shazam, isn't he? Shazam, that's it. Yeah. Jamie's on Google. Um, Yeah, Shazam, um, he he was filming it and there was a... What do you say, Nicky? Do you say grammed or instead? He grammed... I've got my cool young neighbour with me today um, who's watching how this magic is made. Um, Just woke her up to ask that question. Grammed... uh, He grammed a picture of Ryan Reynolds' parking spot. It was a parking spot with a, a sign at the end that said Ryan Reynolds on it. And he said... And the, t- the gram was funnier than I will put it, but he basically said, Dear Ryan Reynolds, I'm really sorry, but I needed a really big steamy shit and there was nowhere else to park. So I had to uh, I had to park here and then went into the um, trailer label, Brian, Ryan Reynolds, and laid a giant steamy in there or something. Ryan Reynolds oh. grammed back. Uh, Zachary... Um, that's the pastor Ryan Reynolds who helps people with afterlife care, uh, <laughs> with end of life care, who works in Hollywood. It's the wrong Ryan. Um, anyway, it's funny if you can find that. I think I think he actually took it off. One of them took the conversation off Instagram. Obviously, Disney or somebody went. Yeah, we can't have that on there. Um, but yeah. it's, it's on the internet. I urge you to find it. It's one of the funniest exchanges and makes Instagram actually worth it. Um, so, what was the point? Zachary Levi's in Marvelous Mrs. May. I cannot wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Do you know, when you just dip into Mrs. Maisel and you see like a clip of her doing the stand-up, it looks so fake and acted. And when you watch it in context of the actual show, that sort of heightened musical theatre sort of style that the whole thing is in, it just works. It just makes sense. You, you kind of know that they're telling you a story and that somebody is... Do you know what I mean? The, it, it's not, yeah, it's it not naturalism. Yeah, it's definitely a heightened world. It's very this this is so tightly woven, and so tightly timed out the scripts and the pace and the the movement of the characters. Some of the scenes are like beautifully orchestrated set pieces, so, like you're watching a you know a Swiss you know like a like a when you're watching a cuckoo clock and everything's moving perfectly mm, in time with right, each other. Right, and I do and, that a lot. You do that a lot. Just sit and watch cuckoo clocks, thinking it's fantastic. My gran used to have a fantastic one. Yeah, uh, and you used to spend but, hours just watching it, thinking, "Look at how perfectly the timed bits work." I together. did. I thought one day I'm going to use this as a bloody analogy. Yeah, and and it's an amazing experience. And 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 that's what this show is like. There are some beautiful moments in some episodes where they just leave the camera at the back of, almost like just just sat there at the back of just in the background as they. As they just they let the scene unfold in front of you, and it's wonderfully done. Like mm. it's very, at the very, it is very stylized and very heightened. But when you're in, in the context of the show, it works. And I actually think the stand-up has to be good, has to be really funny. Otherwise, we're just watching a shit comic. And she's very good. Let me she's make an analogy adamant. now. You know, um, Coldplay's first album sounds very different from like Head Full of Dreams. Mm. Very different. Headful of Dreams, highly produced, you know, perfect sounding in every way, whereas the first Parachutes is kind of, there's a microphone in the back of the room and uh, it's not perfect, but it's 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 a bit more, there's a bit more rawness to it. You've got to sift through a little bit more, yeah? Go work a bit yeah. harder. Well, that is what I would say the Gilmore Girls is to Mrs. Maisel. The, Mrs. Maisel, the writers have found their home because they can swear... 
they can be as crude as they want, but they can also be they they can be as fantastical and they can you know achieve the sort of sweet stuff in the same in the way that they want to with a full budget. Um, and they've really been given free reign. But I still urge you, if you're enjoying Maisel, go back and keep ploughing through Gilmore Girls because um, just like Coldplay's first album, the gems that are in there are almost more worth it because they've not been given the complete free reign. It's like network TV and and you have moments. This is That's what their writing is about, isn't it? You have like quite fast-paced, the clocks, the cuckoo clocks going, and then something happens that's just so emotionally brilliant, and it's so on the nose. In this fake world, you get something very real happening, a reaction that somebody has, you know? Mm. Boy meets girl doesn't necessarily happen. They, they don't necessarily get back together. Somebody says something realistic in response to the romance, you know? And it's oh. and they keep you off guard slightly like that. It's where they're really good, and that's the same in Gilmore Girls. How much did you watch Gilmore Girls in the end? Can't really remember. It was a good chunk of season one, right? Yeah, plow it, on. It was enough of it to get really sick of that. Well, have you, Jamie? La, 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 la. <laughs> What I mean, what was that about? Well, what's even funnier is the way that you dropped hey? you dropped out of Skype there, and then uh, we've joined you again. Uh, anyway, you'll know when you listen back to it. Um, right, I think we should move move on. Move on now to Norseman um, because I think uh, I do want to make a, a couple of points. I, I started Norseman last week on your recommendation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I gave it a, a good review. I enjoyed what I was seeing potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm now into season two. And I've really, really ploughed in there. I've gone, I want to give this a good bit of my time. Yeah. Because I really want to see this grow as a show, see what happens. Bald deep. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a bit disappointed, Harold. What? Yeah. It's not got funnier, really. It's still <sighs> got good bits, like little moments it feels a little bit like all the characters are quite unlikable and and the the kind it feels like a almost like a sketch that's been dragged out what is happening with your internet stick your head in something or out of something a window poor network connection 4G on and I Oh, God. Go on, sort it out. Um, is it possible you're expecting too much from Norseman and you're holding it to the very high standards? Oh, reconnecting. Your, your connection is poor. Oh. Is it better now? Uh, that is uh, okay. Still says poor network connection, but we can hear you, so that's fine. Is it possible you're expecting too much from Norseman? Yeah, maybe I was, yeah. I just like it. Like, yeah, I'm not laughing my head off constantly, but when they do something funny and when they push the joke, which is what it is, it's what Matt was saying, the the, the form of the joke is set up, a, set up a concept and then just keep going with it, probably for too long in a lot of situations. But that's what I like about it. I like being in that world and watching them do that and, and the, the, you know, the main guy being such a coward and so willing to sell people out so quickly and... Um, I I just think it's great. Anyway, whatever. Are you going to carry on with it? 
Well, I mean, I've nearly finished season two, so yeah, I might as well finish it now. I have carried on. I think I, I know what you mean. I've liked the the world. I've liked being uh, seeing how they kind of continue the story because the story is quite funny and quite good in a way mm. it's just i did expect it to get better mm. and more funnier mm. because the, i thought the concept would get funnier once they got more 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 into it and the characters had more legs on them surely it's worth its weight in gold just for the bad guy the bad guy yeah i i, I thought he was good but not as great i think i was expecting something from him a bit better as oh well like he's, he's good but brilliant Oh, I just think he plays it so like this mix of like psychotic camp serial killer that's like just so hilarious how you can see it coming. I don't know. I like jokes that you can see coming. I enjoy those things in the Monty Python way, I suppose. So have you got to the scene? Maybe it's in series three. Have you got to the scene where the bad guy's henchmen call for a meeting? Yeah. Yeah. And they sat round the table. Yeah, yeah, that's a good bit, yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, the look on his face as they think they're making progress with, like, okay, so we just want to kind of rape and pillage a little bit less, uh, and we want to move, and just the look on his face as he's going, yes, like he's agreeing with them. And you know, you know from yeah. the beginning that he's about to brutally murder them all, and it, it's, I, oh, I just love it. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Horses for courses. Well, while we're on that subject, let's just move to The Last Kingdom because The Last Kingdom's like the uh, serious version of Norseman, um, which made it difficult to watch for me because it was so bloody funny to... Um, some of the characters even dress like it. Um, and I've watched every episode of the three series of that now. Uh, yeah. I, it's good. They talk too Shakespearean, as I said, uh, uh, bad Shakespeare in series one, but that eases off in series two. Uh, my criticism of last week, I'm going to take back, and it it it's really good. Uttred Ragnarsson making his way, uh, taking over England as a either half English. He's a Danish warlord. No, he isn't. Uttred witnessed his father being killed, and the Saxon army defeated. He was born in Britain, but then he was captured. He was brought up by the Danes. Um, and so he's sort of half Viking, half English, and therein lies the drama. Whose side is he on? And he's an excellent warrior and goes around chopping people's heads off. And um, uh, well, it's um, and and I just want to say that in series three, all of a sudden, I hear this voice because I play my app theme park roller coaster tycoon while I'm watching it late at night. I build my theme park. Yeah, but uh, how, and, you can't, you can't, you can't be that absorbed in it, Howell. <laughs> if you're playing a roller coaster yeah. app on your mobile phone, it's the problem. Well, that depends how absorbing you find the roller coaster app, because that is like heroin. It's really, really ruining my life. I can't see properly because I'm staring at the screen, short sighted all day, <laughs> building a theme park. Um, oh. But um, and I heard this voice and I recognised it. I thought, hang on a minute, and I looked up. Ian Cunningham's in it. Really? Yeah. Good on him. So, oh. if you've never listened to the podcast that is uh, my uh, entire effort of the last few years, The Adventures of Brian Hovis, the man who voiced that for me, and he plays every part in it and plays Brian Hovis, is my friend Ian Cunningham, and it oh. turns out he is in the Netflix series The Last Kingdom for a few episodes. I won't tell you how it ends for him, but it it ends brutally for him. Yeah. 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 
I can believe that. Yeah. But still, good to see him getting some work. Excellent to see him getting some work. And it's all down to the success of the Adventures of Brian Hovis that he's got on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. We've had at least yeah. 400 listeners now. So, you know, Netflix have seen those figures and jumped right, right on. Right on. He's a, he's a versatile actor. Yes, he is. So Last Kingdom's good fun. Um, Jamie, what? where can I watch this Jim Carrey thing? kidding it's yeah. on sky atlantic so you'll be able to get it now on now TV. tv um kidding yeah this is really really it's jim carrey playing a if anyone watches cbeebies and is a big fan of mr tumble uh <laughs> you know my world this is he's playing a kind of mr tumble style children's massive children's tv presenter in america right and he's going through tragic events in his uh, personal life and sort of having a mini breakdown. It's the perfect role yeah. for Jim Curry at this point in his career. Yeah. He's also working alongside Michelle Gondry again for the first time since Eternal Sunshine. I was going to say, this sounds like a sort of tone of Eternal Sunshine. Is it quite like that? Is it a bit... It, yeah, it, mm. it is a little bit. It ha- well, it has that kind of... The, the way it's directed, the way it's... Uh, yeah, it definitely has that kind of feel Is it of arty like, and self-indulgent? In, no, it isn't. It's really good at avoiding that, actually. And it's very... I think that Michelle Gondry is very good at getting Jim... Getting the getting Jim to do... Jim Curry to be very different and very... Getting the best out of him and pulling different facets out of Jim Curry's personality. And he's brilliant in this, Jim Curry. It's not... It is funny in places. Yeah. But it's not an out-and-out comedy. It's a very dark, dark comedy. And it's very mm. serious in places. And Jim is brilliant in this. Yeah. And I really recommend it. The whole cast is incredible. It's got Frank Langella and Judy Greer, and it's got Catherine Keener in it. And they're all kind of, it's in a puppet world as well, because he works a lot. He's a children's presenter that has a lot of puppets. You'll honestly, how this show is made for you. It's made for me, yeah. Is it it Jim Henson? Is it it the creature? No, no. No. I don't think so anyway, but I mean, you can look further into it. It's uh, created by a guy called Dave Holstein, who's worked on other shows like Weeds and oh, yeah. um, um, nothing that exciting. But it's, it's, and it's, quite, it's quite sort of wise and uh, it's just very poignant in place as well. But it's really cleverly done. I think it really kind of, you look into this kind of guy who's lived his whole life as just thinking in the mind of a child and looking after Mm. uh, sort of bringing up these people and bringing them into the world. And now he's dealing with very adult events in his life. He's not sure how to handle Mm. looking after his family and, and dealing with all of this, uh, these serious issues we he's experiencing. He's bottled it all up over time and it's kind of imploding on him and it's brilliantly done. There's there's also some really, really good scenes. I want to describe this one scene to you because Mm. It's not going to spoil anything. There's a scene where basically he, get, he comes home from work, his car's parked outside, mm. he goes into his house, mm. and it's kind of like shown in like sped up motion mm. that these guys steal his car, mm. they take it to a garage, they're sort of pulling his car apart piece by piece to sell off mm. the scrap or whatever, mm. and they open the boot up, mm. and they find this little ukulele in the boot. <laughs> and this ukulele... Hold on, Howell, give uh, me a chat. The ukulele in the boot, it, it, mm. they realise mm. it belongs to this children's tv presenter that they used to love as kids ah. so they put the so they realize this they realize it's his they put it back in the boot they rebuild the car and park it back outside <laughs> his house it's such a really nice, nice scene of like yeah the the kind of impact he's had on all these adults lives over the years okay it's so really, he's, he's a washed up 
children's TV presenter. Well, no, he's still successful. The show still is on TV, but he's at risk due to his imminent breakdown of maybe that show's going to teeter off the edge because his dad's also his manage. Well, his dad's the owner of the show as well and has made it with him. And his dad's worried that the show's going to go down with him. Right. There's all kinds of issues within his family that okay. are really fascinating to watch. Right. It's, wor- it's brilliantly done. I really believe it's worth it. I think you should give it a go. I can't kidding. wait. I can't. You're kidding? Oh, I won't then. What? You said kidding at the end of everything. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I get it now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that was bad. So, um, I suppose we should ask Nikki what she's watching at the moment. It's probably fair. What are you watching at the moment, Nikki? Um, Talk right into that microphone loudly because Jamie won't hear you from over there. I've been watching Dexter. Dexter? Yeah. Oh, oh, that was one of the first podcasts oh. that we did on the box set pod. Yeah. You should go back and Is listen it? to it. And I go to Miami to Dexter's apartment no way. on the podcast. Yeah. There's oh. a Dexter special. Um, how far through Dexter are you? Well, I'd watched it till like season six and I'll start it again because. Started again? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's worth going around twice. Hold on. Does it end on is the season six, the last series? I think there's more. All so right. why did you so carry you've just on decided watching... to reverse at season <laughs> <What>? six. <laughs> you missed series one. It was it was um, years ago, so I barely remember it. Okay, honest, okay. Yeah. Um, I've just done that with Harry Potter. We're we're rewatching all the Harry Potters for Christmas. Fantastic. And because um, Sarah's been at like you know Christmas parties and stuff, we've had to pause the last one like half an hour from the end. Um, oh. And so I've been re-watching other ones almost like two days after I watched them. So I'm like back at the beginning of Order of the Phoenix watching that again. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Did you grow up with Harry Potter, Nikki? Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Okay. Have you been to Harry Potter World? Yes. The one in London? No, well, I've been to the one in Florida. Yeah, so have I. It's amazing. Jamie, have you been to the one in Florida? I've been to the one in London. Yeah, have you been to the one in Florida though? Because that's better. The one in London's great. Is yeah, it? but it's, it's all right. It's the studio, so it's just like some sets, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're there in the same way that the... Yeah. Uh, I like the one in London. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, that one. I mean, it's good for the poor people who can't get <laughs> to Florida or Los I a, Angeles. I had a butter beer. Yeah. Uh, did you feel a bit sick afterwards? Because it's quite a lot, in it? A butter no, beer. I enjoyed it. Did you get another? the seconds. Did you get another? No, expensive. All right. <laughs> like I say, the poor people. I had two because I can afford it and I felt sick afterwards. That was in um, Florida, obviously. The one in London's great. <laughs> uh, what else are you watching, Nikki? What else? Um, Here's a better question because it's about us. What uh, that we've talked about tonight do you fancy watching? Um, Norseman. Norseman, the one we just slated. Yeah, no, the one that you slated. Nikki is like our regular listeners. Unlike you and Matt, they kind of respect what I say, and they're more likely to sort of side. You just on. live. I get it, Nikki. You live next door. You don't want any issues <laughs> around your neighbourhood. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're just trying to keep <laughs> things calm, and you know that you'll end up like kicking off with his rabbits coming round and intimidating you. Have you, you watched Norseman watch. yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good. Uh, what else, Nikki? What else is your favourite favourite um, things ever? Grey's Anatomy. 
Grey's Anatomy. <sighs> That's so weird. I was talking about that with my brother today. My brother's been watching. You know, there's like, isn't there like 14 series of it? Yeah. And there's 24 episodes a series. Am I right, yeah. Nikki? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm I on mean, that is a lot. 11. She's on 11. What's your brother on? Hello? Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought you were talking to Nikki. Uh, my no. brother's on series 7. 7. Oh, right. Yeah. What's so good about it? Because I, I don't know... <laughs> Why have you uh, always I've, been put off it, Jamie? I've always been put off because I thought it was like a cheap version of ER. Yeah. Um, I might the, have been cruel, though. I don't know for sure. I just, I, I always felt it was a bit... I always thought it was about aliens. <laughs> because, because of the greys or something. I, is it not about aliens? No. I thought it was about chopping up aliens. <laughs> no. It's a load of surgeons. Um, yeah. But, but they're all like banging each other, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's about, really? Yeah. Okay, so it's porn, <laughs> and that's why it's lasted. Is it the same people who threw all fourteen series? Yeah, but people die and come in. And oh, great! So, well, I'm sold. People die. Um, what else? What else? Uh, anything exciting for Christmas, Jamie? Before we wrap up, um, I don't think so. There's a number of things on Netflix that are looking quite tasty at the moment. There's another kind of making a murderer style um, show called The Innocent Man. Have you spotted this? I have started it. It's based on a John Grisham book, and it's a it's a documentary. They're true stories, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's a documentary. Uh, it's it's all one story. The it's series, I think. Yeah. And- and you, you're, you're, you're starting it, and it's been good, has it? Yeah, I'm only like half an hour into the first episode, but it's already really good. And just the fact that John Grisham sort of starts it and says, if I'd have written this, if I'd have said that this was fiction, no one would believe it. And that's a nice mm. start to hear a writer that say nice that, and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's why they've not dramatised it, but it's really beautifully shot, and I think there might be like bits of drama in it like reenactments and stuff i don't know but it looks that good and i am enjoying you know i listen to a lot of sort of true crime podcasts and stuff and uh, uh i i have wondered when i'm gonna have enough when i'm gonna have had enough of this have you heard that netflix are kind of um pulling back on the number of marvel things that they're doing well i have because this is this is because basically disney are retaking them back aren't they disney's going to be starting up streaming more and more and they want to put their own tv shows on their own service i thought that might be it yeah 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 it's also because some of them have tanked iron fist was a nightmare luke cage i think got unlucky didn't really get a chance to find an audience yeah um i mean jessica jones has been doing well but daredevil got pulled as well so it's yeah it's bad i think uh, bad timing for for uh disney there because you know they're taking it back just as everyone getting a bit fatigued with it i know um, yeah i'd like to talk briefly about things coming up in 2019 though do it uh, that i'm excited about first of all game of thrones the final season it will be arriving six episodes each one of six them. it's no, taken them two old. years each one of them will be a feature film length each one is going to be an hour and a half Ooh. long so that's why they've chunked it to six there better um, not be like just a load of really long scenes where um Somebody sits and watches a cuckoo clock for five minutes or something just to pad it out. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good quality viewing. But <laughs> I would say this, there will be a spin-off coming out of it. We do know that. We don't know who. We think it's probably going to be a prequel, looking back at how the different reigns struggled at the Targaryen uh, demise. 
Who knows? That's going to be coming up to 2019. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. I do hope that Benny Harv and DB Wise, who have been creating it, haven't taken their eye off the ball, though, while they're making some Star Wars films, because they're making some Star Wars spin-off shows. And I'm a bit worried that they're getting a bit distracted with that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very excited. Uh, pop them a letter. Dear, I will Dear do. gents, bit worried that you might be getting distracted while you're yeah. doing your Star Wars. Stop! Stop it now. <laughs> um, also very excited to see True Detective will be ter- returning in um, 2019 I-, I know the second series was a nightmare it tanked big time uh, but I've seen a trailer for season 3 it looks exciting yeah. I'm excited to see it it returns January the 13th the new series returns Howell. who's in it? Is and... it are there new exciting people in it yeah it's got um, oh, what's it called I, I can never say his name right so I, I don't want to risk it unless it's got the guy from who won an out. It's got Stephen Dorff in it and Marshala Ali, Ma, Ma, Mahashali Ali, who you'll know from Moonlight. He won an Oscar for that. He's also in House of Cards. He plays the kind of uh, political fixer guy um, who sort of works alongside Kevin Spacey a bit. He's a very good actor. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's worth looking at the trailer for that. Season three. Of True Detective will Remy? be at the start of Jan. Remy in uh, yes, House Cards. Yes, he's Remy. Okay. Absolutely. Remy, yes. that's the one. So, also, Stranger Things, we'll be seeing that again in 2019. <gasps> Nikki, did you watch Stranger Things? Yeah, the first season. Just the first? Yeah. Didn't like it enough to watch the second? No, I wasn't mad on it. Oh, my God! <laughs> <sighs> Why? What was wrong with it, Nikki? It's just not scary enough. Okay. Yeah. Right, if you're looking for not fear. Not scary enough. Oh. Wow. Nicky's well, a big okay. fan of 80s stuff, like uh, Queen and oh. stuff. So I would have thought she'd have liked it, but she's yeah, too young to... I liked the fact that it was set. Was it in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Mm. Yeah. Here's one for you, though. You like mm? this, mm? Nicky. Grey's Anatomy returns in 2019. Are you aware of this? Oh, does it? No, I didn't know. You didn't know? You know it now. So get yourself <laughs> ready. It's going to be exciting. Uh, those are the big shows that I'm really excited about seeing anyway. Other right. Grey's Anatomy, no offense, but they're uh, going to be going to be good. We'll be there, di- deep diving. Walking Dead will return as well. We'll give a big chunk of time to that. It's going to be fun. The thing I'm most excited about in well, in fact, there's two things in 2019 that I'm most excited about. One is the return of Mind Hunter season two. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, I love that series. I, I, yeah. It's like you know, sometimes you find something and it's like a. It's like an addiction to a p- kind of cake that you can't stop eating. Oh. You know, uh, party rings, for example. I can't eat just one party ring. I have no. to buy two packets if I go and buy party rings, because otherwise Sarah's going to complain, because I will eat one packet to myself. Um, and then I'll probably eat the second packet as well and end up going and buying another two packets. It's a four-packet week with party oh. rings for me. And it's the same with Mind Hunter. What, what do you think it is about Mind Hunter that has uh, made you so, you know... It's David Fincher, isn't it? It's David yeah. Fincher, who I think yeah. is just brilliant anyway at making mm. stuff. And um, there's something... The, the main character, the guy who plays the main character, <laughs> is... Um, fascinating character their double act is very good it's a road trip thing but it's also procedural so people like nikki would enjoy it because of Grey's anatomy um and it's just a bit of everything in there and it's based on reality so you're talking about actual serial killers and stuff and there's something about the the pace of it and the mood of it 
that I just mm. think is so brilliantly consistent. I never feel like it's going too slow, and I never yeah. feel like it's selling out and going too fast. It just yeah. just feels really well done, and I ca- I cannot wait. I can just watch it over and over and over, round and round, and I can't wait for the second series of that, which should have been. I mean, the first one came out just over a year ago. I think it was last November. So you would have thought the second one would be out any time now. Yeah, I mean, you never. That's the thing with Netflix. It's hard to say, isn't mm. it? They don't really give you. Um, dates on when things are going to be launching or, no. or arriving on, on on the service but mm. i yeah it'll be 2019 there will be more they are making them um and yeah i, I agree with everything you said it's such a well-crafted thing i think with fincher that's what i love about him is because he, he it's all the details the little details mm. and those are the things that you might not notice them but they just subconsciously make you more invested in the show yeah or the film yeah and the music's important. great and the cinematography's great it's just great um the other bit of news to tell you is that um it was so cold in my house the other day that i put the hob on and i was warming my hands above the hob right Jeez. and um and then i smelt like pork like crackling smell <laughs> oh no and i realized that all the hairs on my arms were singed and that was the smell of burning human did it make you think I'm never going to eat crackling again? Or well, the, uh, there is one other time that I did that, and it was on the oven, and I, I touched my thumb onto the oven, and oh. it stank of pork, of like roast pork, and oh. I, and it did it for a, for at least like five days and a little bit now, I kind of my stomach turns a little bit associating yeah. those two things, um, especially as for a moment in the pain of burning my thumb, just for a split second. One part of my brain went, oh, that smells delicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, could, I could actually see you eating my own eating thumb. yourself. Well, yeah. you know, you've got to get rid of the burn. Might as well chew it off. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe that's what pork scratchings are next time you're in a pub. Um, mm. The other thing that I said I was going to look forward to is um, I'm going to Los Angeles and Vegas for New Year. And um, on the 2nd of on the 2nd of January 2019, I'm going to be wandering around Hogsmeade at Harry Potter Universal Studios Los Angeles. Wow. Enjoy. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm probably going to stay in, get a curry, <laughs> and watch Bridesmaids. Sounds great. That's what we did last year. Sounds great. Uh, and have you watched um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation this year? I got a confession to make. I've never seen that film. What? Mm. Are you serious? You've never, never watched it. Chevy? No. I, sometimes I, uh, when people tell me, talk to me about it, I pretend I've seen it because I can't be bothered having that conversation with them. So I go, yeah, that bit with Chevy, and uh, and I've seen bits of it. So You're I like a Chevy it. Chase um, obsessive. I, I love Chevy, and I don't know why it's never happened. It's like, it's like. We've just never quite connected, or we've never, we've never kind of been available at the same time, me and the film, so I've never watched it. You know what? I'd really, really make my Christmas. What? What the best Christmas gift is that anyone could give to me. I'll watch that film. If you went away from this podcast now, watch yep. that film with your yep. wife, yep. and in an hour and a half from now, yep. I'll, I, I press unpause, and we hear how happy your life is now that you've seen yeah. what is the best Christmas film ever made. It's a lovely idea, but it's not going to happen tonight, give us Abby. But I like the idea. Why? What are you doing? 
We've first of all, I've got I've got food downstairs. I've got to eat. Then can you not I've eat and watch two... Chevy at the same time? But I've got my mother-in-law here, and oh. she doesn't want to watch. She's not going to watch Chevy Chase at she this might. time of night. She might. She She's... won't do. I know. She, she might won't. have taste. I mean, unlike her daughter, she might have taste. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't do it tonight. I will do have it. Have you seen night. National Lampoons, Nikki? No. Oh my no. God. <laughs> It's the it's the funny Jamie. It's the funniest Christmas film ever. We, I know. I've heard it's great. Jamie's. What you have to understand, Nick, is growing up from the age of about eleven when Jamie and I first set I locked eyes across a crowded dance floor and we never did that. Fell in love. Um, <laughs> Jamie has been like Mister Eighties. His laugh is like Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie um, oh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, isn't it, Jamie? Used to be, yeah. Go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he laughed as a kid. Um, he would just like sit at home watching Dallas and 80s stuff and everything. He is Mr. 80s, and yet he's never watched one of the most famous 80s Christmas films of I all know. time. I've never heard of it. I know. I National Lampoon's do, Christmas Vacation. Report. It's so funny. You know what I said about Norseman and seeing the joke coming yeah. and just enjoying a joke, just enjoying yeah. it. You know, the joke yeah. of a man spending, you know, all day putting Christmas lights up and you know that they're not going to turn on when he tries to turn them on. And yeah. Chevy Chase knows that you know that they're not going to turn on. And so the way he builds up to actually turning them on becomes even funnier <laughs> and the <laughs> letdown even funnier when it happens. Um, and it's just brilliant from scene one, scene one onwards. It's oh. great. Oh, man. Uh, listen, at least text me. Yeah. When you've watched it. Um, I will. I'm going to do it this Christmas. I'm going to tuck right into it. But right now, I've got to tuck into a, my meal downstairs. Yeah, okay. Get, uh, priorities, right. priorities. All right, well, thank you very much for listening to the Box Set Pod once again in yeah. 2018. There's been a few breaks, what with holidays and stuff. Um, and I hope you're still enjoying it. Buy a T-shirt. Get to theboxsetpod.com. Jeez. Every week. Every week. I'm listening to podcasts at the moment. They've got five adverts inserted into every podcast. Do you know how how much we give our listeners for free? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And all we're saying is go and have a look if you want to buy a cheap and brilliant T-shirt based on your favourite TV series. Let, uh, uh, for example, right, Nikki, you like Grey's Anatomy, right? So if we go to theboxsetpod.com and then I click on merchandise and then I end up going through our um, website to get to Public's website, that's important so that we get like 20p of the t-shirt that you buy. It won't, it won't go up, we'll just get a bit of commission. So if I look for Grey's... Uh, is Grey's spelt G-R-E-Y? Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. I bet you there's a t-shirt here for a price... That Nikki would actually want to buy. Come round here, have a look at this. Ready? Uh, these might make sense to you. Does that one make sense to you? Oh yeah, that's all the cast. Is that a good? That's the cast, yeah. right? Any of these designs floating your boat so far? Yeah. That's quite cool. That one. That one's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. One. That's a well cool one. Yeah. Right, get your um, debit card out. How much? $20, which is... And, and they've got beautiful... The material's great. Um, they'll be shipped to you. It's a great company supporting good designers. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's great. 
and that's like 18 quid for a t-shirt that you can wear with pride oh there's a Disney themed one there that's like Disney writing of Grey's Anatomy looks good anyway there you go that's what you can do by going to theboxsetpod.com don't forget the the theboxsetpod.com and just click around a bit until you end up finding a t-shirt that you like have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year and we'll see you in 2019 after I get back from Los Angeles which will probably mean towards the end of January by the time we appear on your podcast device again Happy Christmas. Enjoy um, National Lampoons, Jamie. Yeah. And thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Well done. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now it's finished. Great. Right. Have you got the food in your mouth yet? No, not yet. Can you put your feet going down the stairs while you're talking? (laughs) (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.